0: Welcome back to the Rathbeacon Pinecast. After a week off, the lads are back interviewing the local legends that make up this fantastic club. Richie Wiseman, a driving force behind the growth of the club in the 90s and 2000s, was in the hot seat this week. He talked about growing up in Bantry, the inter-farm cups he won with Ford, playing with Ballyfie before the Mitre Rathbeacon. The man is blue to the core. We hope you enjoy this one. If you're feeling merry listening to this later on after a few tipples tonight, there's even a sing-song at the end provided by our guest. As always, stay safe, have a great weekend, and enjoy.
1: All right, lads, welcome. We're into I think it's month number four of the, uh, the Rat Peak and Pinecast. I'm joined again with Cormac and Keen. You know, it's great to look outside when we started this. It was dark and with the firelight. You know, nine o'clock nearly, and the, the, the sun is still up. But this week we're delighted to uh, to bring one of our um, esteemed uh, gentlemen from the local area, Mr. Richie Wiseman. Welcome, Rich. How's the farm?
0: Oh, very well, uh, Denis. Thank you.
1: So, cheers, lads. For, you, lads. Sláinte. Welcome anyway, Rich. Um you're a you're a GA man to the core, Rich. So let's let's start the way back. Um where did it all start for you? You're you're originally from West Cork, is it?
0: Well I'm from Bantry and uh, I suppose uh, going back, I won my first under fourteen ski in the skull medal with Bantry Blues and after that then I Played a couple of games, but you know I didn't. We didn't win because we weren't successful because the underage that team wasn't great. So yeah. I moved to Cockton in '67, and uh, I played Interferrum with Ford's then. And in 1969, we won the Interferrum hurling and the Interferrum football. Like that was a great achievement. That was in 1969. Moving moving forward then. In 1970, I lived in Jewtown for five years when I came up first with my aunt because what was they kind of got me the job really, like and uh, which I was very grateful. And worked with the Four More Company for 44 years, which is I suppose a good time in a long time. And I had great times and met a lot of friends. And you know, anyway, in 1970, I played actually with Belly Fee Hand in football, believe it or not. Yeah. And then and then, as time went on, then I used to go down to Blackrock, past the time. And then I got married in, in 1975, moved out to Beacon, And fellas said to me, you're not going out to the north. So its very rough out there. But I can tell you one thing. It was the best move where I ever made. And I mean, you know, as I said, we got married in '75, And I was blessed with three sons and the three of them over time played with Rat Pekin and then uh, when John was younger and Rich they played with the him then, but then the, we brought him back and I suppose then like in 1991 I I'm a mechanic as you know and I used to be doing foxes and walking and in 1991 Rich was up in the field and he came down and he said to me he said Dad would you come up and try and help us we're up in the field we're all alone no one to help us so I locked up shop, went up, got involved in the underage up there or with the lads that were up there. There was about, we'd say, 15 or 16, like the Leahys, Kevin Herley, Stephen Lyons, Timmy Sullivan, you know, um, all the lads up there. So that was in 1991. Then I suppose in 92 then. And I, tell you what, I, I can tell you one thing, like in, in, in my life, You make mistakes. There are good things, bad things. But that was the best thing that ever happened to me because from that time on, every Saturday, I never walked any Saturday. I was away with the the teams, going to different places and, uh, you know, taking them. And at that time, we didn't have much and Georgia Reardon was doing it and... You know, he was a big help to me and taught me a lot. Like, and you know, when you're, when you're thrown into the deep end, you don't know, and you don't know people, and you, you don't know the score, and but you learn fairly quickly. So, mm. anyway, in 1992, uh, sadly, my dad passed away. And, anywhere about a month after, Margaret's future sister-in-law was killed tragically out in finance in the morning. And, yeah, moving on to that, anyway, you know, these things happen. Yeah. There was uh, John O'Callaghan, Richie Callan, Delante. She was the chairperson. She was the, the chair lady at the time. So I went up to the meeting, Dunn Ring and Tony Vergo and a few more. And they actually made me the underage chairman. And so from that time on, then I kind of was in charge because George was trying to look after the farm. And, you know, he hadn't time then. I went to the underage meetings every Saturday night on the back door of the sword in the tub to make the fixtures and you know all that crap.
2: There's a lot there. You've covered that's a that's a full life right there in that um in that discussion. I want to just take you all the way back for a second, if you don't mind, right? You mentioned at the age of fourteen you won the Skienisgolly. Like, did you guys win a trophy then? And have you any memories of... I know we'll come back a while here, Richie, but do you have any memories of of, um, of winning uh, that particular competition around that time?
0: Well, well I mean, like, it was played in, in Dunmanway, against Dunmanway, and I actually have a medal, a little uh, medal, which I... The first medal I ever got in UB to be, like, winning in all and, and at that time, you probably possibly heard of Declan Baden. He was uh, one of the greatest players ever from Bantry. And he was actually on the team no, I was brought on for the last 10 minutes, maybe because we were Declan was after getting about three or four goals and they brought me on. But I was thrilled, and at the time, I had a pair of boots. They were about two sizes too big for me, but uh, I was if I got the ball, bo- if I got the ball, and I had to solo, I probably f- I had fell on my face and hands. What had great times! And like looking back, and then after that was in nineteen, we say sixty-two. They took us back yeah. to the Parkway yeah. Hotel in, in uh, Dunmanway for sandwiches and soup and crisps. And, like, we had a great time. And, you know, we had, we had the cup. And then after that, then, in the West Lodge in Bantry, there was a presentation made of the medals. And it was on yeah. from Bantry, yeah. who played with Declan Ban, because he presented the medals. And I remember then, I we used to I used to be in the park in Bantry, you know, doing training, watching the lads, like, I was doing rap picking for a while, and at one time, Don Hunt was in there. Now, he had a powerful left leg, so I, I was only a sprawny little fella that time. i not too big now, but I was sprawny. So, he said to me, <clears throat> Someone said to me, Rich, will you going to go into gold there? Oh, Jesus, tonight, what a what a mistake to make! But I didn't know. So, I went into goal. Don took a shot, I put my hands up, I blocked it, and my hands were sore for a week after they were trimming and they're still trimming with the power of the shot but I stopped it anyway you know they're, anyway. great,
2: they're great memories to have do you, do you still have the medal by the way have you do you pull the
0: medal oh out, I do you? yeah Just, I have the medal have Yeah, I, the have, I, uh, I have that medal and I have the two um, uh, Interferm medals holding a football in 1969 with um, with forwards like Interferum, and I remember at one time we were playing hurling I think I was playing one football game and they put me on the holding because I was only, at that time, uh, 18 or 19. And as I say, you know, I wasn't that strong and everything. like. And we were playing a crowd from Charleville. They were uh, a cheese factory crowd. And I was playing corner forward and I went to get the ball and I was blown clean off the field and clung to the wire at the side, you know. So I picked myself up anyway, and just as I did, I a fella Billy Holly, he said, Rich, you'll be okay, have a drink there, I'll take over. And he put on, he'd be a strong friend you now, like Finn McQuinnon. He went on, next ball they came in, bang, that was it. Your man was very sorry that he blew me up against the world.
1: In all the podcasts we've had, Rich, nobody's um, spoke about the inter-firms. Um, and, you know, we don't hear about them much anymore. Can you, can you just tell us what they were, and how big they were back in the day?
0: Well, I, I I suppose like there was, they'd be Golden Vale now, they'd be um, Fords, Dunlops, teams now from uh, the Evergreen Bacon Factory, you know all them, and they'd be teams in from, we'll say, Yall, Mallow, you know, that would have people walking in, we will say, co-ops, now you know, and places like that. And I'll tell you, they were hard games, like we had uh, Neely Key from BlackRock now we had John Redmond we had uh, Big Tom we're all good players and some of them played with Cot, won the 21 and all that like. and yeah. like there were tough games now and at the time no, there was referees there but there was a lot in his left go. and you know what I mean like so like, at the, that time yeah. you, didn't, you didn't see so much of, there was no yellow cards or red cards but fellas would be put yeah. off alright but you nearly have to kill a fella to be put off you know
1: um, was it a Cork Championship, Rich, or was it intercounty? Yeah, it was,
0: a, it was a Cork Championship. Dave, and it was, like Ford's would sponsor it, like, and right. uh, other teams would Vale would sponsor it, maybe and all that. And we got to Mellon, or we got to Charleville, we might got to Bandon. Can't talk. We got to different places, playing different games, you know. So, um, mm. as I say, we got the we got to more finals and we won more to them.
2: And, and Rich, just on um, the, before we move out of Bantry, like Bantry Blues, are, they're still a senior football team. Would that be... Well, uh, uh, like Bantry,
0: right? Bantry, in 95, they were in the finals. I can't remember who they were. Who were they Jan? Muscree. And uh, it was on and Patrick Cueve and Margaret's two brothers. Margaret, she had five brothers. Two of her, two of her brothers. They were twins. Paddy was playing Paddy yeah. Gargan, you know. He was a good player, and um, like the thing is, Pantry uh, hadn't won that since for a hundred eight years, and uh, we wow. went out. Uh, yeah, they hadn't won the, the senior uh, championship, you know. So when the game was all over, and yeah, we went out to Douglas for the few drinks and uh, sandwiches and all that. And at the time, I had rich. And John with me because, like, Margaret's brother did was walking cock. And Rich used to go down every Tuesday night from where I lived, down to Bantry training. And anyway, when we went after the game, we went down to Douglas, and we, there was a bus bringing the players from Bantry and lots of the spectators. So say around half eight or nine o'clock, Margaret and myself were looking for Rich and John, and I said, "She said, we're out there because they were running around. They were small." And I should have felt that you didn't see my two lads at all. Oh, I saw them going in the bus, they went away in the bus there, into the bus and down to Bantry with, with their with our two uncles. So we'd hop into the car and drive down to Bantry after the bus. <laughs> we up the two lads. We had to stay the night on that, but there was great celebrations.
1: <laughs> so tell us, Rich, back to the underage. So you were driving, so you said in Rappeek and Richie was up on the pitch and he brought you up to get going.
0: He did, yeah. Well, well, he asked me to go up and I went up and, uh, as I say, it was the best thing that ever happened to me to get involved with Finn when and Dawn O'Neill and Paul O'Lean and the Leahys and Stephen Lyons and, and uh, as I say, um, you know, um, Timmy Sullivan now and uh, Keanu Helles, and you know, and poor old Jody, uh, Jody Healy can help us, and, you know, all them. And we had, yeah. at the yeah. time, I suppose, we had a, we had a panel of about about twenty, you know what I mean. Like so. Anyway, like as the time went on, like we started playing the mm-hmm. games, and um, we had great times. We had mm-hmm. an under, we had an under, we had an under thirteen team that time. Um, they were called McNagles, like the E.U. Mayor heard of him. Like I think mm-hmm. he was a butcher. He mm-hmm. worked with Billy Flynn, and he was living next door, actually to where I'm living now, in. Uh, Eileen was place next door but uh, sadly I think he was born to death in there one time and I think he used to follow the games in Beacon, and they called the underage team the McNagles for a good while and then we had the under 13 under 15 and under 16 and at the time like we didn't have a lot of players but we used to have uh, well as I say Finnback Quindlen used to play full back and Finbar was as, was as strong on the 13 as he's now. And <clears throat> when the barn was coming in, Finbar would catch the ball, And if there was a forward deciding to come in, <coughs> excuse me, Finbar was so strong, he'd have to jump over your man because if Finbar hit him, he was dead, you know? <laughs> so, um, anyway, I remember then in the on the 13, we actually had and I've never seen it before. Maybe, maybe there was, maybe there wasn't. But we had Trisha Carter playing with us on the under 13 football team because Trisha, you know, she was kind of on her own with her man. and she was Aiden Carter's, you know, she was with Eileen at the time. And the Carters were very involved with Rat as you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. anyway, we were playing. So I think we played in a piercing in the semi-final of the tor- on the 13th championship. And Trisha was playing full forward, it was full forward. And at the time, you know, it was kind of unheard of that there was girls playing on the 13 at the time, in football anyway. We were playing a piercing and Trisha got three goals and a point. I say yippee. But when she got the ball, fellas, because she was a girl, tended to stand back. So anyway. We got to the final and we were playing uh, in 1996. And I actually have a photograph of the Marley. And on that photograph, believe it or not, I had a panel of 25. And Trisha Trisha was the only girl on the team. So we went out to play the bars and there was a a goal, a referee, you, you may have heard of, Bernard Cochran, kind of a heavy fella now like... I don't know if he's still a or not. But anyway, we went out. There was a fellow out there looking after the bars called Ty Draynen. And Toy would be very regimental now. He'd be kind of, you know, he'd be a good man to have now and all that. So, but he saw Tricia tugged out before the game. He said, uh, what's she? Because I knew him from the board and all means. He said, Rich, what's she doing here? I said, she's on the team. Oh, no, 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 no. He said, she's not. She's not playing against us. And I said, why? He said, there's no women. This is another you know, 13 uh, game for, for boys only. <clears throat> so anyway, and Georgie was there. And I said, Charlie, what are we going to do? He said, I don't know. He said, look, what we do is we put a run in the second half. So anyway, we played the first half. And in the second half, Trisha was there. And Arlene, her mum, was there. And she was, you know... I was going to think her man came out and there was a good few people came out to watch the game. Now, anyway, <coughs> people would come to watch, as you know, finals anyway. They mightn't come anymore, but they come to watch the final. And yeah. anyway, I put Trish on for the last 10 minutes and she was overwhelmed and Toy wasn't a bit happy about it. And anyway, we were beaten anyway by, I think, two points. And all the Barres now um, were saying... Even the referee, they were hoping that we'd win, you know, that we'd beat the bass, but it wasn't yeah. to be like much sure, do you know what I mean. But what it Richie, was.
2: was it was it an actual rule that girls couldn't play under 14, <laughs> or did he did he just not want uh for, for you guys to, to have Trisha on the team? Like,
0: I don't uh you like I suppose he was afraid, number one. And number two, it wasn't written in any uh, place like that, that she shouldn't play. But I mean, there was no rule saying that she couldn't play. Anyway, that was it. Like,
1: is there, I don't know if it's true or why is it in the back of my mind, is there some story about Brendan Ahern and the underage that you tell a story about him? Is there something there?
0: I suppose Brendan Ahern and Paul O'Neill and Finn Bakwin and Stephen Lines. Now, like, I remember one time I used to fix the matches for the underage and we were playing the bars. I fixed it for a Good Friday because, you know, the lads love to go on a Good Friday. And I was after organizing a bus. At the time, there was Georgie and myself and I remember one day I had 10 inside the Mac 2 Escort going from Rap and out to the bars and Georgie had another 8 or 10 in his car. At that time, you could get away with it, no seatbelts or nothing anyway. And that was when anyway. Yeah. So... On Thursday night, Brendan Hearn rang me on the landline. There was no more words at the time mm-hmm. to tell me, Rich, do you know? He said, and a lot of the lads, five or six of them, were involved in the Boy Scouts out in Kilcuddy. And Peter Halisey was kind of the mentor, he was looking after him. Like, and I had told Peter, I said, Peter, if you're going away in the weekend, they might be staying the night out in, Kil- oh, in Kilcuddy. Let me know because I can walk the fixtures around. Because, yeah. you know, I'd be shot five or six and you couldn't play the game. So anyway, that was grand anyway. So that night, doorbell rang. I said to me, there's some little bio side of the door. Brendan cycled all the way down from his own place to my house. He was like myself, worried. He said, Rich, I just came down to tell you again that we won't have a team tomorrow because there's five or six and the players going to the summer camp or up in Kilcully. So that was my story about Brendan. Uh, like how concerned, how loyal, yeah. and thinking back, how he ran yeah. me and cycled all the way down and cycled home again in a small bike to tell me. And of course, as you know, after I met Peter Hallisey and they gave me a piece of my mind, <laughs> you know, why he didn't tell me.
2: Can you tell me from those guys at under 13, could you spot the guys, two questions here, could you spot the guys who had potential and the guys who were going to be absolute messers um, at a younger age? Like, you know, there's the likes of Leahy there, Stevie Lyons, you must have been able to spot that, that there was a bit of development about Denfla's. Like, Could you tell at that age group that, that, that they were or, or, or no?
0: Well, uh, I'd say more of the players that they had they might have been maybe like Emily Hino you know, or Paul O'Neill or Brendan Ahern and that, but they were all, they were players that you kind of, at the time, you wanted. And I always kind of praised them and made them feel that they were wanted. Now, a lot of them drifted off. But I suppose, um, you know, you'll be talking like they're talking, like, and they're still talking about it, about Stephen Cluxton, great player. Great soccer, But I'll tell you one thing. This is going back to, to 1991. We had a fella, Stephen Lyons. And at that time, Stephen Lyons was, to me, a Stephen Tuckson. Not alone was he a great uh, goalkeeper, but he could he could kick the ball 45 yards because he was strong. Like he was strong then, he's strong now. And he could kick the ball out. And I tell you, you now, uh, he had pinpoint accuracy. He could drop the ball straight into your hand, left or right, centre fielder anywhere, you know. And, uh, and as, as I said about Finbar Quindon, Finbar was so strong that he could he had to jump over. Felicity That if he hit him, he'd kill him. Now, we had um, uh, Paul O'Neill then. Paul O'Neill and Brendan Hearn, I suppose, They were the people that were always there, and they'd fight tooth and nail, and I remember one time, we were playing an under-13 game, and I used to go around to the places, and pick them up in the car, you know, in the morning, and uh, the, the three Dunamans, you know, Michael, Patrick, and, uh, or oh, David, yeah, I, I'd like, I caught up to the house to them, and they were like, they were like three mice, they never opened them up, but they were always waiting and willing and to help. Like.
2: You, you got involved in the um, in the junior season on the football side of things Were are at and So just talk us through a bit about that. And we've had some great success there um, uh, over over the years. So perhaps you'll tell us um, a little bit about that.
0: Well, I suppose, uh, you know, in the junior C, as you know, to be kind of uh, a low grade, but... Uh, we went up there and like Mick Buckley used to be there. And then Mick was doing other things and I was taking over. So I suppose John and Rich and, you know, out of Kian had you know, a few more of them. They'd meet people in the weekends and they'd bring them up. And sometimes we'd have a team. More times we wouldn't. Then you'd be struggling for numbers and all that. And I, I remember one, one time we were playing Redmonds up in Redman's field every Saturday night. I'd be maybe make out a list of players that I'd have for the morning not to be running around the place like and all that. So I had only 13 players and I said, oh, Jesus, I said to myself, not again. So we went up anywhere. We just got up to the club. I was up in Redmond's up near the airport there. This really came running down and I said, oh, yeah, right. He said, Rat Peak And I said, yeah. He said, uh, he said I'm sorry. You know, he said, is there any chance? He said, you could call off the game because the secretary's mother died last night. And I said to myself, I'm after winning the lotto here because, you know, it was a load (laughs) off my mind because I didn't have a team, you know what I mean? But anyway, as as things went by, we played away. And as you know, when you start winning, games, even to Zonie leagues, like we, people people would come up and all that and, and and at one time we had we'd have maybe 14 or 15 and then we would it came up to 18 and 19 and 20 and I remember I think was it I said while ago 1999 which was 2009 John corrected me there I think we had about 21 players for that game and that game was played out on an atrocious day we were playing Bishopstown, and we were down two points and we got a penalty, and I think we took the penalty. I can't remember how We took it, John. Rich. But it's I think it was Rich that, yeah, yeah. I, I I think it was Rich Mayouf that took it. But on taking it, the goalie moved, so it had to be retaken. So we beat him by a point, like and like that was and, and like that was a great honor to win that. Like
1: that around way. that t- around the time we won the Junior C in two thousand. Around that time, was it? I'm trying to remember. Is it correct that we had three junior teams one year, or two years, maybe?
0: Yeah, we had uh, uh, we had junior A, B, and C. Wow! So incredible. incredible. When you, when
1: you look yeah. how hard it is yeah. to get it going. You know, it's, it's lots of players. Yeah, currently. well,
0: like, I mean, like like like, like then you know the junior C is the lower grade, then you have the B, you know, to be in but D the then is that's a different story. Like, you know, I mean to be. You know, you're, like, you're up against stronger teams, in other words, you know. Ah, uh, uh, you yeah. are
1: and there there is a big difference between the different grades and you'd you notice it right. But I thoroughly enjoyed every, I you know those junior C games. I remember there was a game over in um it might have been the semi-final of that that 2019. We played over in White's Cross. I can't remember who we played now. You know, you get there was a and, we played we, we played we played Redmonds
0: and uh, we beat Redmonds by a point, Mm. And we won the final by a pint. Yeah. That's and the one. last time we won the last time we won the Junior C two years ago, we beat Ben Rowe by a pint. So they call us the one-pointer. Junior <laughs> C one-pointer.
2: Yeah. Uh, but D- Diddy, you're right. I think it doesn't matter what grade you're playing. When you're out playing the game. Every single match matters. It's only when you're sitting in the, the you know, the pub afterwards and, and whatever um, that you look and you go, okay, well, look, it's junior C, it's junior B. It's, it doesn't matter. Once you're out there on the pitch playing, doesn't matter what grade it is. You just want to go out and give your your, your best, you know? Um, and I think that's, that's right, one yeah. thing that rap and uh, teams always do, you know? It doesn't forget about the grade. It's not about the grade. It's about going out and giving it... Hundred uh, percent, and and winning at that, and and then moving on. Um, yeah. But yeah. I do remember that game out in Ballon Danny, you you were actually playing that day in the final. Yeah. Uh, I was I was up on the on the hill, and it was a horrendous day weatherwise. Oh, The rain yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. I think Mick Buckley did a belly flop across the pitch after we won. I think. I think so. Game yeah. Game. I think so. I yeah, think.
0: I think. I think he, I, I, I think, I think we got a couple of forecasts, but uh, with the rain and the lenses, they never came out, you know. It was, it was a pity because, you know, like to us, was like in All-Ireland, like, but, you know, that's the way it goes. Like.
1: I mean, it's great. I mean, we've talked to a lot of the lads over the last few weeks, and, you know, people talk about those county finals, but this game in particular has been a great memory for many people, people who were playing, people who weren't playing. It's just one of those occasions. Um, yeah. And it's like you say, Richard, to win by point in the miserable weather, to beat Fisherstone, you know, yeah. it one of those it's great days. Yeah, 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 guess, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. And it's one of those games that, the, you know, everyone in the club remembers, you know, kind of what makes the, the small club small club strong. There's the playing side of it, and then, you know, there's the managing side of it, but another huge part of the, the club is, you know, it's keeping the club going. And uh, in the last couple of years in particular, yourself and a few others have done tremendous work off the field with fundraising and selling tickets and, you know, it's... a uh, yeah. It's a tankless task, a task to one degree, I suppose, but you've done an amazing job there. Do you want to kind of, do you find it tough? Do you find it hard? Do you enjoy doing it? Do you enjoy going open, knocking on doors?
0: We just do it like, and, you know, mm. maybe, we, but yeah. like the first night you go, you kind of, you know, but then once you get into it, then you're grand. Go on,
2: hey, Cormac. Now, yourself and Billy have done unbelievable work. Uh, you've done unbelievable work, <clears throat> excuse me, um, on the fundraising side, and I think, uh, in fairness, I think you've shown Sean O'Hearn has picked up the uh, the baton on that one. I think he's learned from from yourself and Billy as to as to how to go go about it. You know,
1: there's a there's a common theme between the blue and white of Ford, so Ford's blue, it's kind of their logo, isn't it? The blue and white, yeah, of a, hand, the, 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 the blue the, and the, the, white of Bantry, and the blue and white of Ratty. Right, yeah. You're blue to the. You're well, to I, suppose, the I, I
0: suppose I suppose I yeah. suppose you might think. Uh-huh. You might say like I, I'm blue all my life. I'm Bantry blue, um, Balli were blue, uh, were kind of blue, and Rathpeaking are blue. So, like, how yeah. blue can you get? Well, I'll tell you.
2: I give. I'm gonna add one more to um, Richie. Just to 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 finish on here. Uh, I learned something about you. Um, the last time we won the Junior C a couple of years back in the football. I learned that in the squire afterwards, you can actually sing the blues. You're actually a very good singer. You broke into song that night. I don't know if you remember I it or not. Why um, oh, do but, I? I remember.
0: Yeah. I remember it all right.
2: Yeah, yeah. Any chance you give us a verse uh, for for the listeners who didn't uh, didn't hear it that night? Or am I am I am I overstepping <coughs> the mark here?
0: Well, I, I I wonder which one was it? Was it a group of your soldiers? Not.
2: Jeez, uh, I can't I tell you what, you you gave a grit. You had the pub in silence as you sung the song. I can't remember which song it was now. And it was a yeah, hard yeah, silence yeah. because there was a lot of drunken lads there now after winning
0: the A group of young soldiers one night in a camp were talking of sweethearts in you. All would be sad, but for one Irish lad who looked very downhearted and sad. I say, won't you join us, said one of the boys. Surely you love someone too. He lifted his head and proudly he said, yes, I'm in love with you. One has hair of silvery grey, the other has hair of gold. One is young and beautiful, the other is bent and old. Those are the true that were dear to me, from them I never will part. For one is my mother, God bless her, I love her, and the other is my sweetheart. Lovely, all oh, right. Very good,
1: oh, Richie. God. Well done.
2: Well done, Richie. Fair you, man. That was that's brilliant.
1: superb, Richie. That's there's not a better way to wrap, Richie. This has been a yeah. Well,
0: well, well. Uh, 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 didn't he earn a and I'm Thanks for your time and everything. You know. So can I can I just say, there like, for my time, but uh, thanks to all the players, like, and they were all nice and great times. And I went to to thank Georgie Reardon for starting me off and for being a big help to me. And there's one thing, like, there's none of us perfect. There's one thing about Georgie, when I was involved with him, if Georgie said to me, I'll see you in the field at half two, he'd be in the field at half two. If Georgie said to me, I'll ring at eight o'clock, Georgie will ring me at eight o'clock. So then there was Mick Buckley, I mean, myself and Mick. We had great times. We had a couple of little quarrels here and there, but Mick, a nice fella. And we had, and of course, Billy Clifford, a man who I learned a lot from, who was a gentle, nice kind. And as I I say, Billy would sell sand to the Arabs. And that's how we got all the money.
1: Fair play, Richie. Richie, thanks a million. This has been excellent. Um, it's the first song in the podcast. Hopefully, it won't be the last. We
0: yeah, have yeah, to yeah. Maybe yeah. the
1: Christmas Carol session or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, but like uh, just, just going away from that, as I said, in uh, we say eleven years ago when I was when I was sixty, God help us, I was going to have a party, but you know, Jody and Kian died, so I couldn't have the party. And last year, I was seventy. I was going to have a party. But the, pandem- the pandemic, you know, Rich was going to come home. Surprise. I couldn't have it. My 70s. I couldn't have my 60s. I couldn't have my seventy. Now, I'm looking forward very much to my 80s. <laughs> but my problem is...
2: Good man. My Good pro- man.
0: My problem is, will you be
2: there? <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably still be playing, Richie.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the well,
0: I suppose, Carmack. In ten years' time, yourself and Denny probably will have no hair. You know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>